0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week. Uh, A little bit about this person. She was a full-time teacher. And she's trans- she transitioned from being a full-time teacher to a full-time course creator, and she's very successful at that. Uh, and now she's even transitioning again, and she's going to help other teachers get into the online space. So, And even more important than that, or even more um, impressive, which is why I brought her on, she's Australian like me. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Kelly Bell. Kelly, how are you? Good,
1: well, thanks, Jono. Thanks so much for having me on today.
0: No, thanks for coming on. I'm super excited. Let's start with kind of your first um, endeavor. We'll get to the the helping that the the teachers get online later, um, but just start with maybe a bit a bit of background. What is it you do in your your current online business?
1: Awesome. So as you mentioned, I'm a health and physical education teacher turned online business boss, and I left the classroom in July 2020, just after COVID, and it was kind of you know I felt really burnt out, and I wanted to. I suppose help my teachers in a in a bigger way, and I thought, well, how can I make a difference on a larger scale? At first, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I don't have a business background. I'm a, a teacher. Um, you know, the, my highest qualification is a master's in educational leadership, so I've got no business background. And I thought, well, why stick at a job that where you're stressed, and the, the people that um, that you're surrounded in are, um, you know, making you feel more overwhelmed, and I literally. Had a pain in my neck and I thought I was going to get shingles, which I did um, a couple of years previously. So I now support a very, very small niche, which I think is really important for online businesses Mm -hmm. and course creators to think about that. You don't have to go big, um, having a really small niche and often using what's in your back pocket, what you're well known for in your current industry, in your current workspace, to then go bigger. And make a bigger difference in. So I um, support community and family studies teachers, which is a very small niche, as I mentioned. About twelve hundred teachers teach our course here in New South Wales, Australia. So uh, it's kind of like PE, sociology, psychology, that type of thing, human behaviour. So I now um, offer um, my first course was, um, I I suppose, the thing that I thought might support teachers um, where they were at, um, and probably something that they was really struggling with. So. I think, again, for, for people who are thinking about transitioning out of their current job or thinking about a side business, using something that you think your market will want and need, and it certainly was. And with that first launch I had, I had a three-part webinar series. Like I said, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but a friend of mine kind of had done a similar sort of thing and said, look, try a video series, Kel. And on the third um, the third video um, series, or third webinar, try to, um, you know, sell your course at the back of that. So I did. And um, that was a twenty-two thousand dollar launch, which I was like, "Holy hell!" If 20, this-
0: hold on, hold on, twenty-two hundred or
1: twenty-two thousand? Wow! And Off your
0: first launch,
1: <laughs> first launch, wow! And like I said, I had no idea. I had I had been listening to a few podcasts, as people do—Amy Porterfield, those sorts of people. Um, Colin Boyd was—he's um, an Aussie turned. Um, he's gone to the American market now. He's an awesome speaker. I kind of listened to a few of his things and. Because he, really he's, have a, much.
0: Webinar. he's yeah, a webinar. He's a webinar. Yeah,
1: yeah Self from Stage is his um, flagship program. So I don't know. I took you know took little bits from mainly, mainly podcasts. I hadn't done a course. I hadn't had a business coach or anything like that, a mentor. I literally thought, well, I'm going to use what's in my back pocket. I know how to use Zoom. I know how to use technology. Um, let's give it a go. So that blew my mind. I thought, okay, well, this, I might be onto something. I might actually have something that actually works. Um, I don't know. That was my first launch in August 2020. Fast track to now I have um online courses. I have four about four online courses. I have multiple low-cost offers, which have been a bit of a winner for me. Again, something that your community can definitely learn from, I think. Um, you know, it's not just your course, you need to have some sort of essential model in there to really, um, you know, support your community, I suppose. And I have now have a membership which is thriving. So I have over seventy community and family studies teachers in my membership, which is great. Um, it's that consistent revenue. And again, for my, it is a low, low cost offer for me. So my membership is four fifty um, for a year, and they get access to me in three masterclass sessions a term. So in our four Australian um, terms here in New South Wales. And yeah, just a few a few other kind of offers, peripheral offers. I do one-on-one coaching with teachers who are either new to the um, to our subject or want things shaken up a little bit. Um, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. But like I said, I had no idea what I was doing to start with. But I knew I was onto a bit of a winner, and thought, well, okay, what can I do to leverage off that and to basically su- support my community as much as I could.
0: Love that. And I want to dive deep into this this story. Just before I, I do, I wanna to touch on a couple of things you said there that I agree hundred percent. Like I love the small niche. It's it's a tricky one, right? Because it, it it doesn't make sense when you first think about it. It's like why would I limit myself and, you know, help less people? Like, how does that make sense? But it's kinda of like the smaller the niche, the more you can help them and the more specific it can be. And it's kind of like let's use Kelly's example there. Let's say I'm let's say I'm a teacher, right? Um, And I can get someone to to help me be a better teacher. Okay, that's all right. Um, or if I can get someone to be a better teacher in, in PE, okay, all of a sudden better. But then if I can get someone to be a better teacher in that current thing in PE, like, I'm going to be more likely to buy, I'm going to be more likely to pay more. There's just so many different, and even the marketing, it's easier to speak to that person, like, it's just a um, such a good option, and I also like how you said something you got in your back pocket. Like that's what you did that you were good at, and I think that's kind of essential, you know. Like if you if you are a course creator and or any kind of online service provider, and you, know, you wake up and you are like, oh, I want to do a course that helps dentists, you know, be better dentists, and you and you've never been a dentist or you know, it's just it doesn't kind of make sense, you know. Like for most people, it's some. And actually, I am going to ask you a question here, uh, Kelly. Were you always good? at teaching that subject or did you struggle and then you found some resources and came came better? What what were you like in that specific subject?
1: Yeah. So I say to my teachers, when I first started teaching, I had the syllabus, the textbook, but I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, you
0: know. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: I, I flattered my way through it. Um, I now am the co-author of two textbooks. I also am involved in lots of um, writing curriculum that sort of thing. Um, I was a present then became a presenter. So I I kind of, you know, obviously I'm, I know where teachers have been at the beginning, yeah. age, the middle. And now, you know, teachers who are very experienced. So I know what it takes to kind of to get there and, and obviously work with the kids and get good HSE results in um, here in New South Wales. So it's all part of it. And I think um, like you said, those pain points, I know exactly what kept them up at night. Mm. I know, you know, with with marketing I, I kind of know the sort of things they're talking about, what they're concerned about. Um, and I think that's such a great thing to, to know that for your market. So you can actually then, you know, um, offer a service or offer a product that actually is the solution to that exact pain point. So I think, yeah, that that's a, a great thing, I think, for me to see. I've been through that journey. Okay, I'm going to show you through that journey as well. Let's take a quick break.
0: right now. 100%. I think to go through the journey is awesome. And I think also if it's a struggle through the journey or if it's just kind of like, man, you're doing something and you're like, how much better would it be if there was just this thing here? Why hasn't anyone got, the, if there was just this thing here, it would be so much easier. Why hasn't got someone got that thing? You know what? No, one's got that thing. So I'm going to put it together. Yes. And it's funny. Cause I interviewed actually a primary school teacher last week, very similar story. He was over in over in um California and over there, you need to do like a specific test to then, you know, show, you know what like, you like, you do your uni studies, but then to, to get on the, you know, get your accreditation or whatever, you've got to do a course. And he was like, you know, he's like, he was doing, he, he failed it. He's like, man, why isn't there anything online that's kind of like, you know, helping me do it? So he's like, I'm going to create this really sick resource to help me study better. You know, I'm going to all this stuff that's all over everyone. I'm going to put it together in a resource. There's my note. There's my study guide. And then he passed it, and he was like, and then he showed a few of his friends and colleagues. They're like, man, this is awesome. Put this online and sell it. And then he's, you know, do really, really well from that. So I love that. But hey, let's let's dive into this story. So let me just get my head around it. So you you stop teaching. Before you even started the online business, is that right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. Covid happened. Um, I was like an instructional leader at a school. I was only temporary at the school, so gotcha. I moved from Sydney to the Central Coast, which is a most beautiful, picturesque place. And I wanted, um, when we first moved up here, I wanted that balance that yeah. uh, you know that I had in Sydney. I only worked two days a week when I we um, had small kids. And I thought, well, I can come up here, do the same, you know, take the kids to school, have a bit of beach time, do some running. I'm into, you know, um, health and fitness. Um, so I thought, well, I could do that. I then got this carrot kind of dangled in my face, you know, do you want to be the head teacher, PDHP at this school, big set um, senior campus, um, look, you know, basically the the ideal school on the coast, and. It was great on the outside. It was all packaged up beautifully with a big, you know, nice pink bow, but really inside the school was quite old school. Um, A lot of their systems were backwards and uh, the people, it was really the people that got to me. So, you know, I kind of stuck it out for a long time and I said to my husband, Daniel, I said, look, I don't, I want to prove them wrong. I want to prove them wrong that I can do it. And I got shingles my first year there. Um, And then when COVID hit, I thought, okay, I'm I'm not going to let them get to me. I'm going to show them and prove to them that I'm like, I should, I belong at this school. And um, I did that, but at you know the detriment to my health because mm-hmm. people were calling me, messaging me. Um, they took, they they sucked everything out of me. They sucked the life out of me, and I literally had a pain in my neck. And when we came back to school in around May, I started to feel that pinch again of shingles, and I thought, is this happening again? Surely not. And it, it it did. I just felt that literal, like literal, they were a pain in my neck and I then had that physical pain in my neck. And it just got to a point where I thought I can't do this anymore. Um, my life is too important. My kids and also like we moved to this beautiful area. Why, why was I going to work feeling that, um, you know, and just I don't, that that sick feeling when you kind of are in a place where you don't want to be. So I kind of went on some leave, some, uh, some sick leave for about three and a half weeks and at the time I thought, I don't know if I can keep doing this because I loved the classroom. I love teaching. I still do miss the classroom and the kids, um, but I, I couldn't stand being around those people anymore. They were literally taking everything that I had, you know, my passion, my drive, taking all of that away from me. And I thought, well, I'm I'm just going to leave. And I did. Um, so those three and a half weeks are pretty full on. I literally sat in the lounge and cried and Read a few books that were kind of, you know, they're meant to be inspirational, but they made me cry even more. They're about teaching and stuff. And um, I thought, what the hell do I do with my life? I'm not going back to that place. Um, and being in a really small kind of community, we on the Central Coast, there's not a whole heap of schools like in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, I could go and do that or I could try to recreate this balance that we kind of moved to the Central Coast for. So.
0: Now. show
1: notes I, I don't know where the idea really came from I, I think we always wanted to do i always wanted to to uh, to give back and to do something bigger than than what i was doing and work with people who actually wanted my help mm. um you know being the leader you know w- was hard because i was like i have everything that i can give you know i can show you a better way like you said something that's going to make you know so many um such an impact but um Yeah, anyway, I thought, well, I love professional learning. I I kind of was a presenter as well. So I did um, sessions with kids. I did sessions with teachers all around New South Wales for a couple of other organisations. They kind of employed me as a contractor only like for a day to say, okay, Kel, you're kind of the CAFS guru, which is um, the acronym for our course. Can you go out and present this? I'm like, okay, sweet, all good. I thought, oh, imagine what life would be like if I could do that full-time, actually support Mm -hmm. more teachers and then I kind of went. Well, I've actually I've got those skills. They they I'm the go to person in our, in our subject. Why don't I just you know throw myself in the deep end and see what happens? See if I can sink or swim. <laughs> well,
0: do you remember? So this is interesting as well, right? Because it's very similar to actually my background. Oh really? In, in different ways. Like I was a personal trainer. Um, yeah. I used to run a boot camp, and I loved running the boot camp. I didn't have that side, of it, but I really love that. But I knew that. You know, I kind of wanted to have a bigger impact and I knew that I wanted to help other trainers and I was attending different, like we call them CECs in our world. I think they're called PDs in the, yeah. the teacher world. Yeah. yeah. So and you have to do a certain amount every year to keep your registration. I think it's same in, in teaching. Okay. Um, anyway, so I was like, look, I want to put one together. And I was kind of like, well, I can do it face to face or I can do it online. And I was like, well, if I do it face to face, now I need to find a venue. I need to give up my time. I need to market that. And then, you know, if no one comes then you know, or if one, even worse, if one, if no one comes, I've still paid for the venue. If one person comes and actually need to run the session, like I'm going to look into this online thing. It seems like a better option. You know, I do the work once and no one buys it. I don't care. But if they do, okay, great. I don't have to keep doing the work. Can you remember, like, it sounds like at this part of the story, you're like, all right, I know what I want to do. Did you know you wanted to do it online or did you, when did that online yeah. side sort of things come into it? Yeah.
1: you're yeah, Great. Um, I think for me, it was because we're in New South Wales, a very small part of Australia, but there's a lot, you know, it's heavily populated. So mm. um, other organisations would send me to like a rural place and, you know, before prior to this, probably for about 10 years, I was doing that while I, you know, um, our kids were really little. I remember kind of breastfeeding and stuff and I'd go to these places and, the the, the bars and the impact that I was making, you know, with those 10 teachers in, you know, Tamworth, in those really small rural areas were like, oh, my God, where have you been my whole career? Like I've taught this course for so long and no one's shown me that way or no one's um, had the time to come up, up to us or um, that kind of, you know, lit a spark in me to go, well, okay, these guys are crying out for support um, and online is, you know, we're all kind of used to it. COVID kind of taught us that. We, we were quick, quick to adapt um, mm. to, to use technology. All of us were not just teachers. But and I thought, well, what's a, what's a better way to actually service people is to come to their home and to um, service them, you know, from my own home rather than going around, you know, New South Wales and being away from my kids and having to traipse, you know, all across New South Wales. I could actually do it from literally the comfort of my own home but also have that balance as well. And, and look, you know, I could have done that. I could have offered more and I don't offer any face-to-face courses on the road. I don't go to locations. I have a conference now that they can come to me and our conference is actually in our beautiful area because so I'm like, well, I want to share that. I want to share, you know, what I have here with with my community. And, um, you know, I suppose there's a bit of reluctance for people to come to that one place. But anyway, that's not kind of another story. But I thought technology doesn't discriminate. Everyone has access to it now because of COVID. Um, Our teachers were either using Microsoft Teams or Zoom. I'm a Zoom girl, so I use Zoom. And I, it doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter how much money they have. They don't have to pay for accommodation anymore. Mm. They don't have to pay for flights to fly into a certain area. They can literally, you know, come to me via Zoom and we can work like that. So that was kind of my catalyst to working online, to have the balance, to have the space. But also that that um, that side of you know that equity for teachers that it doesn't matter where you are across New yeah. South Wales, I don't need to have you know fifty people before I run a professional learning um you know course. There could be one of you, there could be ten of you, yeah. it doesn't matter. So that was kind of my yeah, my change to that.
0: So funny, your thinking's like exactly the same as mine with the <laughs> the one or ten, and even like yeah. when you are saying before, that's my ad copy like, so, hey is this you you're a personal trainer you need to get your CECs, um but you don't want to you know travel to sydney and pay for accommodation and get your flights how much better would it could be to get all your ccs in the one hit in the comfort of your own home that's literally my ad copy right so yeah
1: you know, that's, that's what i'd say that's what i say yeah. to my teachers you're, you're no longer a bum on a seat that doesn't get seen at professional learning yeah. i can come to you via zoom and we can have that really intimate space um even even in my um my online courses, most of them are self-paced. I do have my membership, which has master classes, so that's live. Yep. But it's at it's at eight o'clock. It's you know around teachers' life. It's around my life. It's, yeah. it's Having that balance back.
0: Okay. So a couple of questions with that. So then you were like, right, you know, I want to do it exactly. online. What was the, what was kind of the next step? Is that when you started listening to the podcast and doing some some research, or did you did did you even have an? Because I'll go back to my kind of story when I started. Yeah. I I knew I wanted to do it online, but I had no idea what online was. So I was a personal trainer. I worked in a boot camp in a gym, right? So I was like, first thing I did was like, I think I reached out to a website developer, and I was like, hey, you know, if I want to get an online course together, and this was in 2014, right? It wasn't like today's um, days. And they were like, yeah, we can do that. It's you know, ten thousand dollars or something. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of money. If I haven't made any money yet, like, you know, I don't know if I want to I want to pay that. And I did some further research. And I found out that I found out what an ebook was. I didn't know what an ebook was in, in 24. I was a personal trainer. I barely knew what a physical book was, right? <laughs> um, but then I was like, oh, an ebook. And I was like, well, let, me, let me download this ebook or buy this ebook. You know, used to, used to buy them back in those days. Now it's like an ebook is an excuse to get your email address, right? <laughs> back in those days, it was actually a bit more valuable. And I was like, hold on. This ebook thing is just a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF. Now I'm a technological dunce but I know how to open Microsoft Word and save as PDF. So That was my first online course. It was literally Microsoft Word document, but not like a, a lead bag that it was like a hundred page manual for personal trainers, you know, and, and that's how I kind of started there. How did you kind of start in that online? You knew you wanted to do online. How'd you start it?
1: Let's take a quick break.
0: iHeartRadio, Radio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below.
1: Yeah, so I started with at um, the when our syllabus was changed at some point, I created a Facebook page for my teachers. But back then, group Facebook groups weren't around, so mm-hmm. we not as you know online. Um, course creators we know how important those facebook groups are and i know that you have a thriving yep. um, online um, community as well as anyone who started i think that would probably be where i would start because mm. that's your, your ideal customer is in that group um, and you can deliver great value for free to that group anyway i had a facebook page for my ideal customers for my teachers okay and so I started, I thought, well, okay, they're over here. I now need to convert that to a Facebook um, group. So I gotcha. did, did that. And then I just, um, I think for me, it was, I think I literally sat down on my computer one, went, um, one day and went, okay, today's the day. Like I'm going to start, I obviously had to resign from school. And so right. it was a Monday morning. I thought, okay, well, I need to get an Instagram account. I had my personal Instagram account and I just converted that to my business page and, um, I don't know i i think i just started like you know okay well okay instagram and facebook have to talk to each other I'll, I'll start with there and then i but not it wasn't very long to be honest between transitioning going free value um runway into my my course um obviously now i know that there has to be at least a two-week kind of runway up until an offer back then it was like okay I'm starting this business, what do you guys need or want? I think I actually did a, um, a Google form to my teachers. I said, yep. like, come into my Facebook group, um, what do you guys need and want kind of thing. I'm starting my business, I'm doing this full-time, I'm not dabbling into teaching. Like, I'm actually, this is my full-time job now. Um, so I think I started, yeah, with mainly with, um, like, free value on yep. social media. Yep. Um, my you already
0: had a bit of a following as well. I did, like,
1: yeah. So I had them in um, a Facebook page. So I said to them, okay, there's, there was, like, 2,000 followers in there. I don't know how many teachers, but I said, okay, well, I'm starting a business, come over to this Facebook group. And then probably was, I think, I think I may have during that time, maybe four weeks in the lead up to the, the launch of my course, I started my own website and I seriously had no bloody idea what I was doing. I got a WordPress site yep. and these days I use Kajabi, which is gotcha. one-stop Not shop. I love so good. Um, my WordPress site was so crap. <laughs> it, well, it looked like crap. Um, it was clunky. It was hard to use. Things didn't always go to plan. So I kind of had it there. It was crap. I got I got some photos done. So I thought, well, yeah. okay, can I can't just have a random photo of me. I have to get some professional photos done. And that they cost me an arm and a leg. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I suppose... Um, thought well, it's advertising. I need to have some sort of photos. So the photos were like of me on the beach, but I'm like, well, that doesn't really yeah. <laughs> just
0: that translate teaching? into online yeah, yeah. business <laughs>
1: anyway. So I learned from that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that's that were probably the main ways. That gives a good then, summary.
0: I'll, well, I'll share kind of what I'm hearing there, right? Yeah. And this is also why I like um, online businesses that target a particular profession. I find they are so much easier, like what I do with personal trainers, yeah. you know, what you do with teachers, um, whatever it is, you know, courses for nurses, you know, courses for chiropractors, courses for real estate agents, like that one profession is just, I think it's the ticket for a few different things. Number one, like, well, even if we go deeper, like a lot of these people have to do these courses to keep their registration. Do does you, do your courses count towards their yeah yeah
1: um, well it, we we change halfway through me kind of creating my online business our authority changed the way we have to accredit our courses yep. so I had all of these courses accredited under my colleagues so I hadn't I hadn't become an accredited provider yep. yet so there was a bit a few little loopholes and red tape I had to kind of go through and then they said well we're actually deregistering everyone across New South Wales and you have to apply every single course now has to be an applied yep. um, application so I'm kind of I've got one um nessa registered course which That's is a right. 12 hour nessa re- registered course now in the process of going okay well what's the next course I need to register so yeah. but, but we we have to have professional learning hours in New South Wales so 120 over five years yeah and um half of it has to be registered the other half has to be um, elective so there's there a you little go. Hours yeah
0: it's from. like it, it, it it's a thing right like Obviously you work towards getting them registered and that, even if you didn't, it's kind of like, it's always that option, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I can. And then it it becomes from like a want to a need, you know, it's not like I want to do this. I need to do this to keep my my registration, you know? And if if you're looking at the different things and that's goes back to the niche as well. If, if someone's going, like, oh, I need to do these. What can I do? Let me go online and do some, you know, crappy one that I don't even care about just to get my points. Oh, hold on. Here's one here that I actually care about. And I actually teach this. Well, I'm obviously going to do that one. So I think that's um, a a big ticket there. I think on top of that, when you kind of launch, you automatically have a list and a following. Like same as me. When I I started as a personal trainer, I had not thousands, but I had, you know, maybe a hundred friends that I knew from like, you know, I studied with that, you know, I taught at gyms with. So it's kind of like a lot easier to, to start there um so it sounds like you went from there you had a bit of a following you were like right you know this is what i do ran some webinars um sold off the webinars the actual teaching component did you teach it live the first time or did you have it ready um, How did that work? i
1: didn't i hadn't done it i hadn't written okay. a thing. Yep. so i um i sold it obviously um you know, pre-sale to that. Um, yep. I had it my cost for that was 159 to start with.
0: To sell it, you're selling it for, oh, yeah. yep,
1: yep. For, for a teacher. So I had a lot of teachers originally buy that. Um, and then that obviously grew my list by a hundred no, I had I had no I had 150 teachers take it. So they started to trickle in. Like I oh, my goal was like, oh no, maybe 10 teachers might like mm-hmm. this. And then it went to 20. And then to 40, and then I went, okay, well, what's a bit bigger? Maybe 60 teachers want to take this. And then it just kept growing. I think after about 80, I'm like, shit, how many people are actually going to buy this course? So it was in the end, it was 150 teachers.
0: In how long of a period?
1: Oh, very short space of time, maybe four weeks. That's crazy. Maybe four weeks. And I was like, what the hell? So, you know, you kind of, in the early days, I followed the whole post-it note kind of thing where, yeah. you know, you put the name on a post-it note. And I think for me, it was like a visual to go, wow, this many people have actually said, yeah, Kel, we trust you. We, we like you. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to give this course a go. And obviously I had something they wanted and needed. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So I kind of, you know, had it 159, but that was my early bird special. And then I think I jumped it up to one, maybe 169, not much of a jump at all. So stupid. And then. probably now- felt
0: like a lot at the time that you're like, oh, are you going to
1: pay an extra 10 bucks? Yeah. I'm to shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> yeah, and then I jumped it up to $2.97 last year and then I went, no, I need to make all of my courses at one price. Yeah. Um, so now it's $3.97. So it's now three ninety seven, dollars and I don't do any um, face-to-face teaching in it. Um, I still think it's quite long. I would like to cut it down and I'll, I'll pro- plan to do that in the Christmas holidays. This mm. is my third round. I'm actually launching at the moment. So this is my third round in. Um the funny thing with my niche is that there's only so many of us in New South yeah. Wales, which has now yeah. kind of made me think, well, what can I do to further support teachers um, in both our state and our country um, with, with curriculum? You need to kind of know the curriculum, the ins yeah. and outs. But I can't go and sell um, stuff to America um, yeah. you know, because I don't know their curriculum. It would be, yeah, yeah. you know, I would be a complete imposter doing that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, my, my course at the time, I think I had a Private Facebook group, possibly where they could ask as many questions as they wanted, which you could only imagine how how mm-hmm. tricky that would have been. But um, yeah, n- now I have my main private Facebook group, so I've said, well, if you have any questions, you can pop into that, and then I will go live once a week and kind of answer that to whoever is listening and whoever is maybe in the current cohort of that particular course. So mine at the moment is completely self-paced eight modules. Um, the videos are a little bit long, the lessons are probably like an hour, I think.
0: Um, yeah. Let me, let me get my head around the the first time Kelly. So you, you launched your pre-sold course. Wasn't ready. Yep. When you like, so, and that went for a month. Was it like, uh, cause what, like um, what I usually do with the first time I'm doing a course. So I'll kind of, I'll, I'll sell it and then I'll teach it kind of week by week by week live. Yep. And then I'll like have those recordings and that, that becomes the course. Is that what you did, or was it just like right now? I've made these sales. Now let me put the course together.
1: Wasn't like the, the yeah. okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it was kind of drip fed, but it was drip fed on purpose because um, I had to create a course that people wanted and paid for. Yep. Um, I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. I'll never try to sell. I mean, it is. It is. Sorry, it is good in a sense to have. Um, people say a beta program, which is a bit of an American yeah, yeah. thing, um, yeah. or a trial, a bit of a, a test drive. And so I, I had a new course that I developed last year and I called it my test drive. Okay, I'm going to sell it for um, half the price yep. and have it capped at 10 teachers or you could even go 15 maybe, 15 yep. teachers who want to test drive it for the rest of the community. And you can make tiny tweaks um, to it before it's ready for the, the proper launch. I'd probably do that sort of thing again and have a test mm. drive. A pilot or a beta program that you kind of then sell off the back of that and launch properly. But um, yeah, for my first one, I literally was going, okay, module one. I kind of already knew in my head what the modules mm. might look like um, and be. Um, so I then went, okay, well, module one here it is, drip fed it, and then I said, okay, look, module two is coming soon, maybe like a week later, because I wasn't, I was, I was completely just focused on that. Mm. I had 150 teachers to service and. Yeah to deliver the actual course that they purchased. But I would I'd probably never do it like that again, um, have nothing ready, but I would probably do a beta program or a bit yes. of a test
0: drive. Yeah. Gotcha. Now I know you use Kajabi at the moment. Did you, did you always use that or the first time did you just record a zoom and Google drive it? What was the, the delivery uh, method the first time?
1: time? So I did it in learn dash. So I had my oh, WordPress yeah. website. And I did learn dash and Learn Dash, I had a colleague, like I said before, who had he had learned uh, he had Learn Dash previous to signing up for Kajabi. And he said to me, kill Kajabi's great, you'll love it. Everything's there, your mailing list, your marketing, everything's mm. in there. Um, if you have the money, do it. And so, you know, my husband has his saying, um, poor man pays twice. Yeah. And I did, I, I did, you know, I did um, spend a lot of time at really clunky in WordPress. Your automations aren't there. Um, you have to buy a lot of add-ons. And I had lots of, you know, add-ons. I had Uncanny Owl. I had, I don't know what other add-ons I had into, into my Pretty Links, I think it's called. I don't know. It was very bitsy and my brain doesn't work like that, although teaching is mm. quite chaotic and, you know, lots of things happening. I just wanted the one-stop shop. So I think at the time I had convert ConvertKit. Yep. I purchased convert ConvertKit um, for my emails I then purchased um lead no was it called lead pages lead pages lead pages yeah yeah lead pages yeah. I think to help sell you know to sell my the lead page yeah. Yeah. um but yeah I did I didn't like all the bits and yeah. then finally I kind of went you know what the, enough's enough it's way too clunky so I yeah so I taught um I recorded in Zoom and I still I still probably would record it in Zoom I think I just like mm. the I like oh, how you easy and just easy. The, the video is good. I've got a Logitech Brio. So really good quality. Um, yeah, so Zoom and then um, it was uploaded to LearnDash Dash module by module with PDFs um, and, and some Google, um, some Google Docs attached to it. So they could then use it and um, you know, replicate it for their school.
0: Love it! Yeah. Awesome. Well, Kelly, that's an awesome story. And now I believe you're you're, you're going to keep this online business, right? And then yeah. you're, is this is the new business you're working on an expansion of the current one, or is it going to be something totally different? Tell us about the the new business you're you're running.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm the sort of person who dives in foot uh, head first or feet first. I'm not really sure. Which <laughs> it is. One of them first. One of the first. <laughs> Um, And I'm kind of afraid of giving things a bit of a go and giving it a crack. I think that's probably a bit of an Australian thing to just, all right, let's just see what happens. Um, So because I have had um, quite a lot of success with my online business, um, supporting my teachers, I've had a lot of other teachers say to me, well, what have you done? Um, You know, do you work with anyone else? So I think that's my next step to actually... um, support other teachers who are going through what I went through who are either struggling in the classroom still or thinking that they have something in their back pocket that they could actually deliver to other people on a much bigger scale and have that balance back. So that is um, where I am um, headed. So supporting teachers um, to, you know, live, live the life of their dreams. And when a lot of us get into teaching, we think the balance is there and it's great we have the school holidays but in reality, and I know that you mentioned before that your your wife's a teacher, uh, your partner's a teacher. So I want to recreate that for teachers. Um, so use their skills in the classroom to then then transition um, into either you know maybe a bit of a part time thing. Let's give it a go. Let's see what happens to you know thriving um, you know, thriving thriving businesses to really have that that balance that they maybe got um got into teaching. So I'm offering a program um, for teachers to online biz bosses like me to you know to create this balance in this life of their dreams in from their home um to to really um you know live live their life and also live their um their business around their life rather than you know um a lot of times um the other way around where we work so much we don't have much time um to balance and to have that that fun time so yeah working with teachers and and showing them how i did it fast tracking their success and not having to have all the bits and um, all the challenges that I kind of went through when I first started to, to show them, yeah, you know, what it can actually be like.
0: Love it. Well, yeah. for all the teachers listening, where do they go, Kel, if they want to check out this so, um, this program?
1: Yeah, so I've developed um, a special um, offer for your community. So if they head to thelearnet.com forward slash Jono, you'll see all of the resources there. So I've created... Um, a, a bit of a, um, a journal for teachers thinking about dabbling into the online space or what it might be like to be a business owner. Uh, also a PDF of kind of checklist of what you might need when you're first starting out. But also I'm offering my very first beta program, um, my program for for teachers. So um, those three offers are in there ready to go. So thelearnet.com forward slash Jono. If you want to check those out to, yeah, t- just to help you guys, um, if you are a teacher thinking about dabbling in and looking for a different way and looking to either create some, um, you know, that uh, extra income stream with your family, but also to what it might be actually like to have your own business.
0: Yes. Okay. So I'll get that. If you can send me that uh, DM on Facebook and I'll put that in the show oh. notes. Yeah,
1: uh, sounds-
0: what about if someone just wants to follow you, Kelly, maybe they're not a teacher or even if they are, maybe they are a teacher, but they're not ready for the program, or maybe they're not a teacher and they can see that you're a rock star in the space. You're going places, where do we go to follow you? Is it Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of the above?
1: Yeah, not much LinkedIn, but I think it's something that's more professional kind of, you know, if you're looking for a job. But I, you can find me on Instagram mainly um, at kellybell.co, which is where you can find me. You can see how I deliver my programs to my teachers. But I also have a new Instagram um, page that is growing just for teachers who are looking at um, moving into that business space. So they can find me at teacher to be online biz. I think it's called. I'll provide all the details for everyone. So two at the moment, obviously, you can see my journey on Insta of how I've kind of gone from having absolutely nothing in this space to a really thriving community. So, yeah, super exciting to to see what's ahead.
0: Awesome. Send me those links as well and I'll put them in the show notes. (laughs)
1: Sounds Um, good. All right, final
0: question, Kelly, is around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of teachers out there. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been you can answer this in a few different ways, if you could give us like an unpaid mentor, I know you mentioned Amy Porterfield's podcast before something like that. You may not have paid the person, but you follow them on social, Uh, a paid mentor so someone that you've paid cash to, and you've done their course or program uh, and a book that you recommend everyone should read if they want to be successful in the online space.
1: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Love those three questions. So um like I said, I had no idea. So podcasts have been a great way for me to start. So Amy Porterfield, um, Colin Boyd, Self from Stage. Colin had um, my now paid mentor on his program. So Tina Tower. So um, I would I binged her podcasts. Um, she's an Australian like us. So I love the Aussies. So I, I listened to literally every single one of her podcasts. Um, and I fell in love with her. She's just got such great energy, super positive, very easygoing. And she transitioned from um, bricks and mortar to online business, but she's also obviously had over 18 years of experience in that. So um, she's now my my business coach or mentor. I'm in a program called Her Empire Builder. So mainly for females, obviously, um, of um, working in the online space to, again, create, you know, the life of their dreams. So um, Tina's my business coach. In terms of other things like unpaid, I suppose, um, Tina also has a book called Million Dollar Microbusiness, which was awesome. I kind of know a lot of the things that she she's taught us in, in her program, but um, if your listeners are looking for something, um, hers is called Million Dollar Microbusiness. Great book. One, big, one book that had a really big impact on me when I first started was um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. So she's um, the author of Eat, Pray, Love. Her book just gave me so much inspiration and um, I suppose just made me think a lot when I was reading it about what I have inside of me to really give back to my community, to support my teachers, to just make people's lives a bit easier. And I think that's why a lot of us get into either business or into um, to coaching because we want to make a bigger impact. So yeah, Big Magic was, was a, a really good one for me. I'm sure there's heaps of others, but yeah, they're probably the main ones.
0: Awesome. Well, Kelly, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Thank you very much for your time. Before I leave you to it, is there anything that I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish this off with?
1: So I think my biggest advice for people who are thinking about um, dabbling in this beautiful world of the online space is, you know, as Jono alluded to before, you need to use something that's in your back pocket that you are super passionate about. You can't kind of say tomorrow... I want to be um, a course creator in plants. Like I'd kill half of our plants. (laughs) So why would I want to kind of deliver that? So using what's in your back pocket, something that you're well known for as well. So, you know, Jono in the fitness space, me with my teachers, using something that you are already known for in those spaces. So you have that credibility and that kind of, um, you know, that community that you can actually deliver to straight away, but also to be really um, experimental. And I know for me, I'm Mm. sure Jono, you would agree with me, just be experimental don't be hung up on things if they don't work um, and just give it a go and, and just dive right in. Look, I I feel so blessed in the last two and a half years. I have created the life and business of my dreams and I think there's hard work. Like obviously there's yeah. hard work that goes with it, but I have so much more balance now and so much more energy than what I had working in a job that I really hated. I didn't hate the classroom. I didn't hate the kids at all. I probably would have retired there, but if you're thinking about dabbling in this online space, my best advice to you would be to give it a go, to, um, to just try and to dive right in, uh, head or feet first, and just give it a go and see what happens because um, I think if you kind of send it out to the world, um, then you can kind of um, see what you can create. And that's, that's a great thing about life that you don't have to, there's, you, there's no kind of set path for you. Um, I honestly wouldn't have imagined that I was doing what I'm doing. So, yeah, get out there and do it and um, give it a go.
0: Awesome. Super inspiring. All right, Kelly, thanks for your time.
1: That's Jono. Thank you.